where would I be if it had not been for the Lord? Don't even want to think of that because I know where I was when he found me. Who knows where I'd be if I would have kept going. God reached down in his loving arms and tapped me on the shoulder and said, I want to I be your father. I want to love you. I got something for your life. And it ain't all that mess out there. And it ain't all the chaos you've been dealing with, the hurt and the pain and the struggles and all that. I got something better for you, amen. Just, just come walk with me and let me love on you a little bit, amen. I'll change your life. I'll, I'll change everything. All the stuff that happened to you at that point, God, he said, I'm going to remove it from you and I'm going to give you a new life and I'm going to put a new name on you and I'm going to make you a new creature and give you purpose and, and design and order in your life and love you unconditionally. That's our Father. That's our Father. Amen. Well, thank all of you for being here. Thank you for your worship. Thank you for being open to the Spirit and allowing God to direct you today. I believe God wants to do a work in this place today in many of our lives. And I know it's Father's Day, and I am going to be addressing fathers, but I'm not just addressing fathers. I'm addressing mothers, and I'm addressing kiddos, and I'm addressing the whole church. I'm addressing myself. Uh, I do believe God wants to do something in our lives today that will change not just us, but our families. Not just today or tomorrow, but for generations to come. I believe that's God's will and His desire. Genesis 12 and 1, I'm reading in the Amplified Bible. Genesis 12 and 1. It says, Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, soon to be Abraham, Abram. He said, Go away from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. He said, I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you abundantly and make your name great and exalted and distinguished. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. So not only are you going to be blessed, Abraham, but through the blessings I give you, you're going to be a blessing to others. And he said, and I will bless, I'll do good for and benefit those who bless you. And I will curse, that is, Subject to my wrath and judgment, the one who curses, despises, dishonors, has contempt for you. And in you, Abraham, all the families, all of the nations of the earth will be blessed. It's Father's Day 2022. And I want to talk to us today, and I want to encourage you that from today on, that you be a blessing. That you be a blessing. If you just put your Bibles down one more time. I know we've prayed and we've worshipped and all that. But if, if one more time you just say, God, here I am, Lord. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for all that you've already done. You've touched lives and you've ministered to us. But God, I'm open and I want you to speak to me clearly and speak to me directly. God, whatever you have for me, I'm going to receive it in the name of Jesus. God, have your way. 
And if you're going to let God do that, do that in your life today, shout amen. And you may be seated. So it is Father's Day. And most of you that know me that have been around for a while know that I don't care for these holiday days, these holiday Sundays. I'd rather just come and preach and whatever and don't feel like I have to be boxed in. But I do feel like God gave us a word for today. Amen, Corey. Most of you probably know or have heard of a man by the name of Mark Twain. He said, he said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around me. But when I got to 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. That's probably about the way it goes, dads, right? I remember with Logan, I'd tell him stuff over and over and over and over and over. And then Seth would say something to him, and he'd come home, and he'd be like, man, dad. I'd be like, I've been telling you that for the last 10 years. It's just what it is, dads, I guess. There's sayings that we associate with our, our dads. Here are the top 10 dad quotes from the article, The World According to Fathers. It said, what part of no don't you understand? How many of your dads ever said that to you? Amen. What about this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you? <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Why? Because I said so. <laughs> I wasn't asleep. I was just resting my eyes. Shut the door. Were you born in a barn? I've heard all these. <laughs> a little dirt never hurt anyone. I actually used some of these, especially that one. <laughs> Because I have a now two, almost three-year-old. No dirt don't hurt you. As long as you live under my roof, you'll live by my rules. I'm not made of money. Don't make me stop this car. <laughs> and then, of course, the best one, go ask your mother. <laughs> uh, we, we had a couple over at our house last, uh, oh, it was Friday, and uh, we had them over for dinner, and they're a young, younger couple, and they have a two, almost three-year-old, also boy. And um, we've had dinner with them a couple times now, and um, the the wife, she's pregnant, and um, I think she's about four months in or something. And anyway, we were talking about, you know, kids and having babies and all this stuff, and I was like, you know, and I've said this to my wife many times. I'm like, I am so glad God made me a man and not a woman. Because there's things that you ladies deal with that I'll never know about. God made you special to be able to handle that because he knew we couldn't handle it. I'm not going to go into the details with that. If you don't know, then you don't need to know. Go ask your parents. Or ask somebody because if you're beyond parents, <laughs> go ask your mom. She'll tell you all about it, I'm sure. And uh, so we were talking, you know, we were joking, and we were having a good time, and I'm, I, I said all that, and then my wife made this statement, and she said, but men, men, you have a great responsibility, because men are supposed to lead the home, and lead the family, and direct our families, and learn our, teach our families how to walk, and to live for God in this life, and that is a very great responsibility it's our responsibility, men, to do that. 
It's no one else's responsibility. It's not your wife's responsibility. It's not your grandparents' responsibility. It's not the church's. It's not the pastor's responsibility. Man, it's your responsibility to teach your kids and, and raise them up in the admonition of the Lord and to guide your home in godly things. It's our responsibility. And dad, let me tell you this too. You are your children's superhero. The world tries to tear down men and the philosophies of this world try to tear down the role of fathers in the home and they try to make us out to be like we're, we're weak and we're not smart and we're not capable and we're all that. All you got to do is watch a little bit of TV and you see that real quick. Those are lies from hell. Look, man, you are your children's greatest superhero, amen? Even if you allow your kids to watch what the world calls superheroes like Batman and Spider-Man, if you let your kids watch that fictional make-believe stuff for a better term, and you let your kids begin to look to them for understanding of what a superhero is, in the end, Daddy, you are the real superhero to your children. Dad, you are the one that is bigger than life to them. You are the one that can do no wrong. You are the one that they need in their life. Yes, they need mama, but dad, they need you too. Men, if you got children in this place, young people, you're going to have children one day. Men, your children need you in their life. It's not your mom's, it's not the mom's or your wife's responsibility to do all the leading of the family. It is your responsibility. Your children need you. I know the world and I know the enemy's trying to destroy all that influence that you have, trying to destroy your role both in and out of the church, trying to degrade your responsibility and your ability to, father, to be the father that God created you to be. But let me tell you something. You are your kid's superhero you are the true superhero to them. They may act like it and rebel against, may not act like it and rebel against you, but deep down inside, they want nothing more for you than for you to love them and to spend time with them and to walk with them and to nurture them and to lead them and to guide them. And for you to be able to do that, you need the anointing of God on your life because a father's anointing acts as a covering for your whole family. The anointing that you seek for over your own life is not just for you, Dad, but it covers your wife, and it covers your children, and it covers your grandchildren and their children, amen? So you have to make your life and a home a place that is set apart and that is consecrated for God. And if you'll do that, God's anointing will cover you and your family for generations to come. James 5.13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any married, let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Amen. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Men, your prayers avail much in your family. You need to be praying over and for your family. <coughs> the, the anointing of God on your life, sir, is going to protect you when sickness comes. 
The anointing is going to save your family when destruction comes. The anointing is going to keep the sin from being able to exact its cost on your family if it comes. It is the anointing that breaks the bondage and the yoke of the enemy off of your family. Dad, you need the anointing to cover you so that your family is covered. And Dad, let me implore you today, don't you let anything in this world strip your anointed covering off of you and off of your family. That movie isn't worth your anointing, Dad. That video game isn't worth your anointing. The entertainment of this world aren't worth your anointing. That lifestyle is not worth your anointing. That bitterness and heart and critical spirit that you carry from past hurts and mistakes is not worth your anointing. Dad, you got to seek it. Dad, you got to keep it. God, you, Dad, you got to cherish it. And Dad, you've got to protect that anointing on your life. You must have the anointing on you because when it's covering you, then your family is covered also. There's nothing in this world worth giving up or compromising your anointing, anointing for, Daddy. There's nothing in this world that's worth compromising your anointing for. I don't want to live this life without the anointing of God. We must have it. We must have it in our families. We've got to have it in our lives. We've got to have it in our homes. I believe that it is the parents' responsibility to anoint their family and set it apart for the use in the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about actually using anointing oil placed upon our families, though. I know some will do that, and that's good, and that's great. And, and we might should get back to doing more of that in this day and age. But I'm not talking about physically anointing your children today. I'm talking about covering your family, Dad, with anointed prayer that sanctifies them unto the Lord, separating them unto the Lord and for his kingdom work. Because your family, your kids cannot be like every other kid out there, and then you expect them to be anointed of God. Your kids can't do everything that all the kids in the world are doing if you expect them to be set apart for God's kingdom. They've got to be different. Your family can't do and participate in all the stuff that the rest of the world is doing if you expect it to be set apart for God, Dad. Your family has to be different. And Dad, that is your role and your responsibility to make sure that is happening. Your family can't do what the average family in the world is doing and you expect your family to be any different than everyone else's. Your home can't be like every other home in the neighborhood and the glory of God still rests upon it. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We've been called to a different place, amen. We are royal priests. <laughs> we are chosen. We are peculiar. We are holy. We are not of this world. The child of God is to set themselves apart from everyone else, uh, every other, everyone else in lifestyle and deed and action. And so to the young people in this place today that you feel like you just want to be normal. You just want to be normal. You say, I just want to be like everyone else and to be able to do what they do. Understand me today, young people. You aren't like everyone else. You aren't called to be like everyone else. God has chosen you, and you are a chosen generation. You're called to show forth the praises of your God in this world. You've been chosen with a purpose and a design and a plan that is eternal. You're different. You're anointed. God's hand is upon you. You are not called to be like everyone else. You are called to be who God called you to be.
And I believe that there's some dads in this place, some parents and grandparents that are saying, we will protect you even if you don't like it. <laughs> we'll do what we have to do to make sure we got the boundaries in our family and in our home and in your life to not let you just run around and get sucked out into this world by every little thing. You will be set aside for God's use. Hallelujah. Come on, Daddy. Come on, Dad. You have to make your mind up. I'm going to cover my kids. I'm going to cover my family. I'm going to make sure that the anointing is upon them. I'm going to make sure that they're covered under the anointed. I'm going to protect the anointing that covers my family. I want you to know that parents make all of the difference for a home. And fathers, we are to be the ones leading this. We set the tone of our home, whether loving or hostile. We set the tone, whether of peace or chaos. And the atmosphere, atmosphere of our home makes a difference for your family and for your children, Dad. The things that you tolerate in your home makes a difference for your family and your children, Dad. The things that you let in your home makes a difference. The example that you live in front of your family every day makes a difference, men. They're watching you, and they know exactly what it is that you are teaching them that is important in this life. The importance that you place on the things of God makes a difference for your children and for your spouse, Dad. Hallelujah. It makes a difference. So, Dad, you know what? It's time we determine that we make a difference, that we make a difference in their life. It's time that we determine, hallelujah, what we are teaching our family and our children, that we're going to teach them what is important. And it's not what the world says is important, but it's what God says is, is important. Dads, we are going to set the example. Nobody else is going to do that. There's not somebody else that's going to do that in your home. Dad, you are the one setting the example in your home. We're going to pray with our family. Amen. And we're going to lead our family. We're not going to let mama lead the devotions and do all the praying. We're going to be the ones doing the praying. And we're going to be the ones leading them in the word of God. We're going to reach people with the gospel and teach Bible studies so that my child sees me doing it. Amen. And he knows that that's important important to me. We're going to be faithful to the house of God. We're going to serve and give of our time and our talents and of our treasures to the kingdom of God. We're going to set the example to our families of what is important. We're going to set the tone in our home. We're going to determine what we allow into the atmosphere. We're going to set our families aside for the use of the kingdom of God. And it's important as it is for us to cover our families and to set them apart for the work of God, it's just as important that we bless our families. We live in a world that is negative and so quick to call out mistakes and shortcomings and failures and faults. And fathers, we, we need to be blessings to our families. We need to speak life to our wives. We need to speak life to our children, not death. And many of us men are raised having everything called out in our lives where we fail and not so often being encouraged and lifted up by others. Yes, we have fathers, as, as fathers, we have to discipline our children and correct them and teach them, but we must do it in love and not out of anger or frustration. 
There are going to be enough people in the world that are very good at tearing down others that our wives encounter and our children encounter. That They don't need us to help them tear them down. There's going to be enough people in the world that crosses their path that will help tear them down if they're allowed to. Uh, we don't need to be doing that as men in our families. We need to be lifting up our families. We need to be encouraging our families. We need to be blessing our families. It wouldn't take everyone in here very long to start to compile a list of people in your life that spoke things into your life that hurt you and scarred you, scarred you and made you live a life that condemned you in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. It wouldn't take you long for you to find somebody in your life that have done things to you or against you that you know they caused hurt, hurt and harm in your life. Dad, we've got to be very careful how we respond to our wives and our children. Yes, we got to discipline and correct things at times. But our, our families also need us to be a safe place. They need us. Dad, they need you to be a safe place. We need to be men of encouragement. And if you haven't received that yourself as a child, it's kind of hard to do it now as a dad. There are a lot of you in here that know how to correct your children, but you aren't that good at affirming them. You know how to call out their mistakes, but you aren't so good at lifting up their qualities. How to bless them and speak words of blessings over them. But dads, God, we got to be able to do this. Dads, we got to learn how to do this. We got to be intentional about doing it. We got to make ourselves do it. Our families need us to be able to do this. We see the, important of the, the importance of this throughout the Bible as we see God's blessing upon Abraham. And as a result of God's blessing on Abraham, Isaac, his son, is blessed. And then Jacob, Isaac's son, is blessed. And Jacob's 12 sons are blessed. And the, the blessing of God is passed to Jacob's son, Judah. And from Judah to Jesse, and from Jesse to David, and from David to both Joseph and Mary. And after the angel of the Lord overshadowed Mary, then the blessing of God flowed to Jesus himself. And now... Those blessings flow to every born-again child of God. And not just to us, but to our children and to our grandchildren. All because the blessings of God are meant to flow from generation to generation. The blessing of God on your life is meant to flow through you into those coming behind you. And I declare to you right now, there is an angelic visitation that's coming to your lineage, amen. Some of you may be asking or have asked, why am I doing all that I do? Why am I living this life of separation and consecration that I do? It's because I am setting up my children to inherit the blessing of God on their life, amen. I'm setting up not just my children, but I'm setting up their children's children to receive the blessing of God on, that's on my life, on their life, amen. I don't do what I do to keep me out of hell and on my way to heaven, though that is definitely part of it. That is the eternal side of it. But I'm also setting up my family for generations, amen. For as long as God allows us to continue on this earth, I'm setting up my family to inherit and to walk in the blessings of God on their lives and their families. That's why it's nothing for me to make the decision to separate myself from this world. 
That's why it's nothing for me to make the decision to separate my family and go through the, 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 the hard conversations with my kids and why we do and we don't do that. It's nothing for me to do that because I'm setting them up for the blessings on their lives that's going to flow into them and then into their children and their children's children. That's why it's easy for me to make the decision to protect God's anointing all my life when the world's yelling at me, ah, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that, sir. That's just a little bit much, don't you think, sir? I'm leaving a heritage of a blessing upon my family. So, no, it's not too much for me to do it. It's not too much. I'm leaving a heritage on my family because the blessings of God are meant to go from generation to generation. In the Bible, we read about the blessing of the father being given and passed on to his children. And that day, his fathers grew old and their, their eyes were dim and life was leaving them. He would call all of his children to him and he would lay his hands on them and he would begin to bless them and he would give them their inheritance. Land and, and uh, all their stuff would be just divided and distributed throughout the children. It was a time when a father would relinquish all of his worldly possessions to his children. But beyond their possessions, we see where fathers would bless their children and their grandchildren by prophesying over them concerning their future. We see this clearly in Genesis, the 49th chapter, where Jacob called his sons together and he began to prophesy over them. He had 12 sons, and each blessing was different and unique, yet each one had a blessing that was coming to them. And as Jacob began to speak the words, blessing began to saturate their sons like oil. The words that he spake caused his children to see themselves and their futures differently, and they would never be the same. And I believe that in this place today, there are going to be those that are going to begin to speak blessings over their wives and those that are going to begin to speak blessings over their children and their grandchildren and their families will never be the same. Because as you begin to do that, you are changing the course of their life and they will never be the same again. Men, we're going to bless our families. Men, we're going to speak blessings over our families for generations to come. Dads, we're going to encourage our wives and our children and release blessings upon them. The weight of these blessings were felt deeply because the blessing and the prophecy exceeded the son's life and was passed on to his descendants. They were words being spoken prophetically over his sons and their children. And just as Jacob spoke prophetically over his children, a prophetic word from God spoken over our children and over our lives is an invitation for us to act upon the word that God has spoken to us. Prophecy is God's plan and will being spoken over our lives and our situations. It's God speaking what is possible. And then he says, now it's up to you with what you do with that. God says, this is what my intention is for you now. It's up to you if you'll walk in it and possess it and live in it. This is what my intention is for your children, Daddy. Now it's up to you to set the example this is the destiny that I have for your family. Now it's up to you to guide them and lead them and to direct them into it. Dads, for your sake, 
and for your family's sake and their children's sake, you want to receive a blessing like Isaiah wrote about when he said, the Lord said, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and I will send a flood upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. Amen. And my prayer today is that my children and my future grandchildren would be blessed of the Lord as a result of the life that I am living today because of the consecration and the anointing that God has put upon me. I don't want to pass on generational curses and struggles to my children because I didn't get it right or because I wasn't willing to do this or willing to do that. I don't want to pass anything on to my children that they don't need to carry. But I want to live a life that's worthy of the blessing of God and I want to pass generational blessings to my family. I want to pass pass on blessings to them that prosper them and protect them and keep them and will grant them favor, blessings that will sustain them. I want my children to look at me and call me blessed. I want my children to call me faithful. I want them to to, to find me to be a servant of the Most High God. But beyond what I want them to see in me, beyond what they see in me, I want what's in me to flow into them. And I want it to bless their life. I want those same characteristics in my family, in my home, in my wife, and our children, and their children, and their children's children. I want the blessings of God to flow through me and into them. We see... In Numbers 6.22, where the Lord tells Moses to tell Aaron, this is how you are to bless the children of Israel. Numbers 6.22, this is the Amplified 2. It says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up his countenance or his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace, a tranquil heart and a tranquil life. So Aaron and his sons shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them, the Lord says. At this time, the children of Israel have been camped at Mount Sinai for almost a year. They're on their way to the promised land. There was a blessing from God for their journey. There was a destination that was awaiting them. There was promise from the Lord for them to obtain. There was provision for their needs once they reached their destination. It was a God-ordained journey for them, but they had to take some time at Mount Sinai before stepping into the promised land. Because they didn't want to start the journey without the blessing of God on their lives first. Because everything that was promised to them, everything that they were going to attain was there. But first they had to cross a dry and deserted land. They had to go through a desert. And they were going to need the blessing of the Lord. There were enemies to fight when they got there and battles that were going to have to be won. There were walled cities that were going to have to be taken. There were giants in the land that were going to need to be defeated. They needed the blessing of the Lord just like we need the blessing of the Lord on our journey. They needed God to overcome and deliver. They needed God to lead and guide and protect. It was a journey that they couldn't dare to embark on without the blessing of God. And just because you have a promise... Just because God's given you a promise 
you still need the blessing. The promise will guide you, but the blessing will keep you. The promise will order your steps, but the, pro- but the blessing will sustain you. Fathers, why would we allow our children and our grandchildren to try and navigate this sinful and perverse world without the hand of God upon their life? Why would we stand by as they journey through this thing that we call life without the blessing and favor of God on them? Why would we send our families into battle without knowing that surely God is on their side because we have passed blessings to them? I choose to speak blessings over my family today. I choose to speak life over my children. And I choose to speak life and I choose to speak blessings over your children. I choose to speak life over your families. I choose to prophesy and in anticipation that they're going in and they're coming out will be blessed and that the Lord will keep them all the days of their life. I choose to prophesy over them that the Lord is your strength and you have nothing to fear. I don't know if you guys are hearing me. Uh, Some of you are hearing it, but most of you are just looking. I pray every New Life family and beyond, may the Lord grant you according to his riches and his glory. May he strengthen you by the might of his spirit. Amen. I pray blessings that will make you be rooted and grounded in the love of God. May you know the love of Christ every day of your life. Amen. May you be filled with all the fullness of God. Hey, somebody, you need to receive that right now. You need to receive that over your family. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. Some of you don't even want it. Some of you don't even really care. You're just looking. You're like, oh, that's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody. We need to speak words of blessings over our families. How many of you do that? How many of you do that regularly? Pray blessings and provision upon your family and declarations of God over your family. We need to speak words of blessings over our family. Proverbs tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in the words you speak. Quit speaking death and choose to speak life. Quit speaking death and choose to speak life. Amen. I bless my family in the name of Jesus Christ. My family is blessed. I bless my wife. I bless my boys. I bless their children in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, they are blessed. Either your words are going to bring life to your family or they're going to bring death to your family. It's your choice. It's your choice. You choose your words. Sometimes we need to think before we speak. (laughs) We need to think about what we're about to say because our words are going to either bring life or death to our family. Sometimes we need to really consider what it is we are about to say to our wives, men. Sometimes you need to really consider that little joke you're about to make to your wife. And daddy, you are your child's superhero. What you say has such a profound effect upon them, whether for the good or for the bad. And you may walk away and forget all about what you just said to that child, but they're not going to forget it. 
they're not going to forget it. It's been implanted into their minds and their hearts. They're going to take that upon themselves and carry the weight of those words for years, if not for their whole lives. you got to understand me today. You are choosing to speak their life or death over your family. And too many children never receive words of affirmation from their parents, especially from their dads. But instead they receive verbal lashings and harsh correction and even abusive declarations over them. Emotionally wounding words that they carry for life. Some receive curses that they carry through life telling them that they, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not worthy. You're just useless. You're just a failure. You have no value. <laughs> and some of you in here right now, both young and old, have had to carry the weight of words like that being spoken into your life before. You've had to carry the weight of those words that were spoken over your life for the whole time you've been alive. But in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come against every lie of the enemy right now. I come against every curse of the enemy that's ever been spoken over your life. And I lose freedom into your life. And I lose blessing into your life. And I lose life into your life. Amen. You're not a failure. You're not a mistake. You're not worthless. You are loved by God. God designed you with purpose. I speak life to you. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You do have purpose. You are worthy of love and affection and friendships. You're made in the image of God himself. You are able. You are special. You are good. I speak life over you right now. God is with you, and he's blessing you, and I break the curse of the lies that have been spoken over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Those lies don't have any more authority over you right now. In the name of Jesus, you are free. You are delivered. You are made whole. You are worthy. You have value. You are loved. You're not those, what those people in your life spoke over you and broke you and damaged you with. You're not what the enemy has tried to make you believe about yourself. Those are lies from the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, those curses are broken off of you right now in the name of you. Some of you need to receive that. Some of you need to receive that in the name of Jesus. You no longer have to carry the weight of those words. Hallelujah. They were lies from the pit of hell. God says that he values you. He finds worth in you. You can be everything that God says you can be. Every Holy Ghost parent, every man and woman of God should be speaking words of, of encouragement over your home and over your children. Words of value and words of worth. Words that bring life and they build up. Words that bring them confidence. You ought to bless your children and you ought to bless your grandchildren by speaking faith over them. Amen. By faith, they will be anointed. By faith, they will be powerful in the Lord. By faith, they will be saved. By faith, they will come home. My God, by faith, they will be used of God. By faith, they will be everything that God created them to be. By faith, they will, will remember what you placed in them as a child. 
speak words of faith over them. Declare the word of God over them. Declare the word of God over them. Come on, dads. Some of you need to just go ahead right now and begin to prophesy over your children. Ha-ha. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to do it. Over your family in prophetic anticipation of what will be and stop declaring what just is. Amen. It may not look like it right now. Your family may be in chaos. Your family may be a mess right now. Amen. But your daughter is coming home, sir. Your daughter, my boy is coming back home in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And young man, you will be everything God called you to be. Young lady, you you are highly favored of God. You are blessed of God. You are mighty in the kingdom. My God, your children will be filled with the Holy Ghost. Your grandchildren will live for God. Your grandchildren will be everything that God wants them to be. Come on, some of you need to get a hold of this right now. Come on, some of you ain't getting it. You're just sitting there looking at me. God wants you to speak something over your family and start declaring some things over your children's life and your wife and their children. We got to be encouragers. Speak the word of God over your family. Speak the word of God over your own life. Speak the word of God over this church, over this city, over this state, this nation, this world. Speak the word of God. Quit speaking all the stuff you see that the enemy's trying to put in front of you and cause you to be distracted by all the chaos in life. Quit speaking about that stuff. Start declaring what God says. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. My child is going to be saved. My Logan, you're going to be everything that God called you to be. God, I see him. I see him. I see him up here worshiping. I see him up here praising God. I see him up here with people sitting with him and him teaching them Bible studies. I see it in Jesus' name. I declare it. You need God wants to do something in your life. He's saying it's right here. He said, you start doing this, and the prophetic's going to flow through you. The blessings are going to flow through you and into your family. Amen. But he's putting it in your hand to do with it what you want. You need to speak the favor of God over your family's life. Dad, you need to be an encourager. You need to bless your children. Spend time with them. Give them their time. I know, man, we're busy. I know we got all kinds of things going on, and it's so easy to get distracted with tasks and stuff that we got to do. But sometimes you just need to stop and sit down and play Tonka trucks or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Play with the horses and the sit outside and act like you can draw with chalk on the driveway because they think you can. 
I'm like, that don't even look like a sun. He's like, it's a sun. I'm like, that looks like a giant chalk blob. Man, we got to love our families. We got to walk with them. We got to give ourselves to them. We got to speak life over them. We got to slow down and think about what we're saying in the moment. Trust me, I know I can get aggravated, man. I can, I can get frustrated at that little three-year-old boy, especially at 3 o'clock in the morning. Thankfully, I have an awesome wife that <laughs> helps me stay in check there. But I got to, we got to love our kids, man. You, you got to correct them. I get that. You got to. But you got to do it in love. Don't do it out of anger and don't do it out of spite and don't do it just because you want to be the ruling hand over your children. Today I'm asking you to respond to the call for you to speak blessings and favor over your family, over your wife and over your children and their children. And young people, you need to speak blessings over your parents you need to pray for blessings over your parents. Speak life over them and not death. I want you to boldly begin to speak blessings over your family starting today. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something here. We're gonna, it's going to get a little bit chaotic. If you've got kids in the nursery, go grab your children real quick. All the other kids are going to be coming. So it's going to get chaotic for a minute. Just roll with it. So there's people in here that may, maybe you don't have your own children yet. We've got a lot of young adults and wonderful young ladies and young men. There's young adults all throughout this place that you don't have your own families yet. But there's children and there's teenagers all throughout this building and there's more to come that would give anything for you to take them into your life and begin to love them and bless them and to give life to them. Let me tell you, blessed young adult that has a loving family that has always been there for you, you are blessed and you should look around and you should be intentional about loving that young man or that young woman that's coming behind you. That teenager that's goofy and immature right now needs you to love them right where they are at. Just as many others have loved you when you were goofy and you were immature. Young man, young lady, don't you ever get so lofty and sophisticated that you don't think that teenager or child is not worthy of your time and your energy and your love. They need you to love them just as much as you needed people to love you through those tough and awkward years of your life. Don't ever forget how hard it was for you and some of them don't have anywhere near the home support that you had. And they need you to love them. Instead of talking about how annoying they are and how much they drive you crazy so you don't spend time with them, why don't you love them? and begin to speak life over them and begin to invest in them and help them reach their potential in God instead of just allowing them to slowly die and suffocate in the world, which is sadly where they will end up. Young person, 
young person, young person, all you young people, all you guys, these kids, they need you. They need you to love them. They need you to be patient with them. They need you to be willing to walk life with them. They, they're not looking at me as the person they want to have in their life. They're not looking at your parents. They're looking at you. They're looking at you. You're the ones that that, that 10-year-old girl's looking up to. You're the one that that 12-year-old boy's looking up to. They ain't looking at us. They're looking at you. And they just need you to look past their junk and love them the same way, the same way Jesus looks past your junk and still loves you. Be who you want them to be. Love unconditionally. Give of your time and your talents and your treasures to disciple them. See their potential and not just their shortcomings. They need someone to speak blessings over them too.